But it is what is up, what is good, gamers. This is Show Enough 71, a.k.a. Diggadulamite. Purple bling bling, yo. Yet again. And your auditory canals tune into episode 224 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck is Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer step daddy. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. Uh, sitting here, getting ready to getting ready to head off to the East Coast. I am New York City-bound, heading to uh, New York Comic-Con. New Comic York Con. City? New York. Get a rope. Get a rope. Yep. Get a rope. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm heading over there this week. Um, so just a reminder, we will not have a show next week. So, um, so we'll let you know that. Um, and when we get back, I'll give you all kinds of cool stuff, uh, information about uh, New York Comic Con. Although I've looked, and I don't think there's any um, – a lot of video game stuff there. It's mostly uh, artists, and you know, it's a it's a classic con. It's like for the artists and the stuff, and you know, it's a uh, real con, not like Comic Con. It didn't sell out and all that other crap. <laughs> so they just basically it's just comics and comics only then, right? Uh, pretty much. I mean, there is like the the companies that have uh, comic book properties or science fiction properties will be there. So you you got your Paramounts and your stuff like that because they have that content. So they'll be there to kind of pimp their wares. But mo by and large, it has by and large, it's all comic books and artists. And to from what I've been told, again, I'll see this with my own eyes. It has the largest uh, artist alley um, of any other con. It's just huge. The and the amount of artists that I'm excited to meet and buy stuff from, um, I'm super excited. So I'm really looking forward to this trip. Uh, last couple times I've been in New York, I fell in love with it. Uh, please, please, please pray for me because <laughs> it's supposed to rain. So I'm hoping that the rain doesn't go crazy and New York doesn't flood again. So please, mm. please keep me in your prayers while I'm having fun. <laughs> so, but that's you're all bring, for me. You're bringing some slickers or something? Oh yeah, yeah. I, it's funny. I, I have a, I have a foldable or packable raincoat that I take on uh, trips with me just in case. So I, I have one that you can fold up and it stores away. So it's all about you know, um, taking less when you are. Um, when you're uh, going on trips and vacations. So I'm right trying on. to pack lighter, so to speak. You got portable galoshes. That's awesome. I do. I just fold them inside out. <laughs> no, I don't. So, But that's me. <laughs> All right. Of course, our show is a no-go with our Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up? Not much, man. Um, I, I got an update to Best Buy. Best Buy. Best Buy stories. Just the Best Buy update. Dude. Is this that woman that hates you? Well, I went back <laughs> in after my chiropractor appointment. I said, oh, let me try one more time. I want to order off your point of sale pos and um the 
per cashier knew exactly what I wanted, and he ordered the game I wanted. And Whoa! It's being shipped to my address, so in fact, so I'm she just did not like you. No, she didn't want to like me. So she just did not, just did yeah. not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this, is, this is the same woman that was accusing me of stealing coupons. So it's like, wow. That's loud. She just did not like you. She did not like your face, dude. She was like, Ugh, F this I don't guy. know. Don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I don't like myself because I bought this. What'd you buy? Oh look. Oh dear. Oh. Yeah, you don't like yourself. Yeah. We, we need. We need to. We need to. <laughs> We need to do something for your uh, your so, your self esteem. Yeah. Tell the self esteem booster. The, come on, tell come the on. What you bought? They can't I, see it. Only we can. I know they can't see it. Yes, I, I bought the yes. um, Steelbook upgrade for um, Bethesda and Arcane Austin's Redfall. And it says wow. bite bite mm. back. So you got it for the Steelbook, huh? It's like Steelbook. Mm. Ooh, look at that. Oh, it's gonna bite you, bite you, <laughs> and it comes with uh, a patch. Bite back. Bite back. It, it was uh, it was it was like twelve bucks though, right? It was twelve bucks. It was the expansion. Okay. Still, so I was... mean, you could have gone and got yourself a iced tea, some ice cream, Big Mac. I don't know, whatever. Just, hey man, they just got an upgrade this week. They got sixty frames a second mode back in the game. They Ooh. added some stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, yes. Yeah. The, um, he, you know, at the Natural Museum of History, you can get the dinosaur shit that's fossilized. <laughs> that is very pos is very is it's very polished. All that that is the digital game equivalent of prehistoric dinosaur shit. Redfall, right there. Oh, you know, <laughs> they, just, I... they just they right just back. took a turd and put. Well, it's all good. You know, he... all I can say <laughs> is he's happy. Look, I... Jeez. I get a throwback outfit pack. I get some, uh, let's see here, war clothes, <laughs> a laser beam, a tactical knife, and a hero Ooh. pass. So I get the f- two additional heroes once the DLC is finally released. Uh, so. That's awesome. Yes. I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for I, you, buddy. I'm taking a bite, bite out of, bite of them uh, vampires and a bite, bite mm-hmm. back. Have fun, yeah. sir. Just time fun. for Halloween. That, we, that, we, we can, we that, can play that, that in Game Pass, Dez. That, that can't navigate around a picnic table. Yeah, I've I've seen all those videos. <laughs> yeah, I will not be playing that with you. Sorry. Oh, you're not. Okay. Shit, I, I still haven't gotten back to to Starfall. Or Starfield. Or Starfield. I'm Starfall. Redfall. Wow, I haven't even gone back to that game yet. So. So, all righty, folks. Our our crapping on uh uh. My purchases. Yeah. I'm gonna become an Xbox fan now, despite. Don't do that. It's time to move to what is always our first topic on the docket, and that is the playlist. Sorry, let's uh, kick things off. Jabroni Chief, what you been playing, man? Uh, rinse and repeat. The record still stays the same. I have not deviated from Division One, Division Two. And uh, I am going to definitely have a next podcast. I have more to report. I'm still enjoying myself, obviously. Obviously, I'm sitting here at the at the literal um, hometown buffet of uh, of gaming. You know, I got all these wonderful games, including you know Redfall and other titles available to me. And um, how do you do that to yourself? 
I'm sitting there just like taking the Salisbury steak, knowing it's Division One and Division Two, and I am just going to town. I am. Well, he, you're playing it with you're playing with one of our listeners, John BT. So like, it's not like you're not getting fun with it. I mean, you're 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 spending time. Oh yeah. You know, no, playing. I, so I, no, I, I just assume you're really you just really like the you really like the combat. You really like the 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 mechanisms that that that's in it. So I mean, more power to you. I, oh, yeah. I I tried to go back to it, and while I think, well, I think it's a a very well polished game, and it's and it's really really good. I just I just don't like there's just too much new stuff, you know, that I'm oh, just yeah. kind of like okay, you know, I can, you know, I, I just don't need to play it anymore. So, but I understand. No, don't get me wrong. I understand, but but no, I don't. I just don't need it to play it anymore. Yeah, in fact, uh, I was looking. In fact, there was a big celebration in, in Borderlands Three, and with it coming out on the Switch on Friday, I was like, started looking at that and thinking, mm, I never like completed my playthrough of that. I'm actually debating about firing up some Borderlands Three, so maybe it's just I'm in my back catalog and I'm enjoying myself, you know. So I mean, I I wouldn't play. I wouldn't mind playing. I wouldn't mind playing Borderlands Three with you because I didn't really get that far on it. Yeah, kind of, or Tiny of, Tina. I wouldn't mind playing yeah. Tiny Tina. Either, I, so. I would play either of those sooner than I would play uh, Division, just because, just because I just I've I've played Division out and I I beat it and it was great. I beat both of them, but I wouldn't mind playing either of those games. And to be completely frank with you, I, I would probably play Tiny Tina before Borderlands Three because Tiny Tina, you know, I really like the fantasy element, although it is still just it's got that same humor. It's just that one is much more restrained than Borderlands three. It's like Borderlands three has that, you know, that, that humor that, that can be, that can become a bit grating sometimes, but yeah, I mean, Borderlands two kind of nailed it with handsome Jack, but Borderlands three was kind of yeah. stretching it. So yeah, I would but yeah, division one and division two still, you know, I'm enjoying my playthrough of Division One. I. I mean, I see a lot of like after, like you know, I'm gonna have to kind of decide which game I'm gonna pursue as far as continuing season seasonal play, and I'm thinking that's gonna be Division Two actually. So, so and it's kind of crazy because I initially started to play Division One again because I didn't play any of the like um, additional content, but you know, it's just it's. Uh, you know, I've, I've been eating nothing but Salisbury steak for the last three weeks maybe four weeks now and it's just like yeah i need to kind of deviate a little bit so i will be doing that so in fact i've been coming through the collection i've been grabbing some stuff i've been wanting to play and taking a look and uh, i'll definitely have something more to report out on next podcast so cool all right so uh des what you been up to bro oh i'm still playing fey farm um it's my it's sort of my go-to end of the night game because i can kind of run around do some harvesting and stuff like i get it i get the harvesting cozy type games like i get them you know and and being on the switch is fantastic because it's handheld so you can play it in the bed you know you can play it on the couch you can play it before you go to sleep and so it's really kind of a nice you know thing that will just kind of calm your mind down so so i still i'm still playing it it's still fun um progressing the story um as little as as there is um but yeah i i'm still playing it it's still fun it's still my kind of like go-to cozy game for now 
I also played um, Everspace 2. I fired it up. It just came out uh, this past week. And uh, I, I, I got hit with the FOMO. I got hit with the FOMO hard. Because uh, Joe sent me a picture of the Stellar Edition, which came with like an art book and a still book, of course. So, and, and a nice uh, case, and a too. Really nice I, case. Like, they did yeah. really good. And it was only... It was only like sixty bucks, so I was like, "Damn, it looks it looks professional. It looks good, like damn good for 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 sixty dollars." And and so the FOMO hit me, and I was like, "Okay, I really like the first one, um, being a it being a um, a roguelite, you know, meaning you know the the main character it had a story, but the main character was a clone that kept getting cloned and sending out, and then you slowly find out that you're a clone." Well, in this one, that clone, that whole thing is done. It is a, it is a arcadey RP, uh, RP space RPG in which you upgrade your ships, you meet all kinds of people, um, and it's and it's fun. It's really really fun. Um, and because I really enjoyed the first one, I said, hey, let me give this, let me give this new one a shot. They they took the feedback that people had said and they made it into a full fledged RPG. And Kev, if you liked Chorus or if you like um, like arcadey shooter games, you might want to pick this up uh, because I think that you would like it. I really do. And and when I say the RPG elements, it's like an action RPG, but it's not super 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 crazy um, um, with that. It's just you know you can upgrade your ship, get new ships. Um, you know, you get uh, different perks from the type of people that that hang around you or that you have in your in your crew. So it's just a lot of fun uh, so far. I'm still in the opening. I'm still in the opening areas of it. Um, but so far, so good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I would say if you all want to if you all want to take a look at it, definitely go through. It is a one player game. Um, but but I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. So that that's the other game that i that i wanted to play um that i started playing so joe got it first he sent me a picture of it and i was like damn it's already out and he's like yep because it had been out it had been out on pc for a long time so then i was like oh crap i gotta get this so so then i got it and um and it's just it's a lot of fun definitely check it out uh, people want to play it is on uh, xbox games pass on there so it's available there and uh Everspace One's actually also on PlayStation Plus. Um, not essential, but uh, the um, I don't know if it's premium. Is it? Uh, it's uh, it's not essential. It's uh, what's the, what's the second tier? No, I can't remember. Forget. Yeah, I can't remember either. Uh, preferred? I don't know. <laughs> Super the greatest. <laughs> Super the greatest. Yeah, it's the second tier. So it's yeah. a, give it's us more great. money. I don't know. Mm. Just to give us more money tier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, I have it too. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, great! I'm glad you got it. I want, I want to hear what your, I want to hear what your thoughts are because I think that you'd really kick. I think you'd really kick it. I think you'd really get like, like it. I think you'd really like it. It's yeah. a extra PlayStation Plus extra. I don't know why. Oh. It's like, Durr. cool. And that's all for me. All right. Well, for me, it's been um, actually some Final Fantasy 16, and that's really it. Got hit with another plot point that I didn't see coming. Uh, usually, I'll just say that um, usually when 
the main character does a certain thing. Uh, the person that he's doing it to is dying. And that didn't happen this time. And I really wasn't seeing this particular story plot uh, taking place. But it's it's also going to change the uh, kind of like the dynamic that the protagonist and uh, another character have from this point going forward. It, it's, you know, really good. Um, I did that. I'm So I made some some headway. In the main story, I'm I still feel that I'm in the well. I thought I was in the main the end game arc. I don't think I do because I forgot that there's one more major thing that I have to do. And once I do that, then based on everything I I played through last night, I think that will without a doubt put me into the end game uh, the the end game scenario. So. I've completed a lot of the game. Um, I still have some secondary quests that I still need to do. Whether or not I go and do them, I don't know. I kind of want to. I kind of want to wrap wrap the game up, not because I'm getting bored or tired of doing it. It's uh, I'm really kind of engrossed in the in the main story and where it's headed. So still in love with that game, and uh, that's pretty much it for that's pretty much it for what i've been playing uh the wife my wife got me into this one show called uh what is it it's what it was I mean, we were just watching it it's um uh it's like convicted and hooked up or uh hooked up and convicted <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> it's basically these people that find love on these websites that host Everybody on the profile is a convicted felon, uh, wow. <laughs> either getting out, I guess, getting out shortly, and they're trying to find a sponsor. I mean, a love connection. There you go. So, <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. We know what's up. <laughs> and I'm like, it. It was. It. 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 It is. It is. It is silliness ridiculousness uh personified but it's like a train wreck or a nascar car crash you just can't turn away from it and it's just like we i think over not two days straight but two days within a week we just kind of binged the that one season that's available for us for free they want you to subscribe to some type of streaming service but we're not going to do that because they're all coming to the the cable, all the episodes are coming to the cable channel that is already part of our current package. So we see no need to uh, subscribe to the uh, streaming service, even though we have to wait a little bit for those episodes to show up. And we're fine with that. But it's just like, oh, my gosh, why? <laughs> These are real life people. <laughs> that oh. you- like my ex, my ex-wife used to love to watch Snap, that uh, TV show on Oxygen that was all about women ki- trying killing their husbands or murdering their husbands. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Like, you know. <laughs> That's a lot. Yep. And one episode after another, I was sitting here, okay, uh, are you are you giving me a subtle hint here? I mean, do I need to, like, uh, start looking at my drinks or something, you know? 
I'm I'm wow. grateful. I'm grateful she cheated on me and, and left me for good versus killing me. So she could have <laughs> took could have took my retirement. Could have could have walked off with the house and all that, man. Oh man, no, it's 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 not that not that there's nothing that drastic. But just, yeah. <laughs> my gosh. So that's what we've been up to this past week, folks. So with that said, we're moving on to what is always uh, follows the playlist, and that is the Vessel Line or Question of the Week. So for this episode's Vessel Line, passing the mic back to Dez. You got it, man. All righty. So uh, for this Vessel Line, uh, we, we're basically taking feedback from our community regarding uh, last episode's question, which was, uh, who is your favorite villain from a video game and why? With a follow-up, who is your favorite villain from a fighting game? Um, so yeah, just want to give you a little rundown. Uh, we had a really good conversation about this on our last episode, episode 223. If you wanted to go watch that, listen to that episode, please do. Uh, you can uh, come to our Discord and still be a part of the conversation that we're having uh, over there. But but we wanted to pick um, some of the responses that our our listeners gave us. And if you want to know how to join the Discord, uh, you can follow. Uh, you can um, stay to the end, and Kev will let you know how to do that. So, uh, longtime listener uh, Crucial Chase says a red pyramid thing or pyramid head. Uh, from Silent Hill 2. It was more more a metaphor and psychological and menacing presence. Uh, that was the thing that chased you, and if it caught you, it killed you. I never played Silent Hill. I don't I don't I don't deal with horror games, so I don't really know. I I know Pyramid Head, and I have you know seen cosplay of Pyramid Head. But have either of you guys played Silent Hill 2? Yeah, I played it. It's um. Pyramid Head is is like I don't know if he's like the main protagonist. He's he's he almost he's almost like Silent Hill's uh, nemesis. Like he kind of just shows oh. up. I don't think it's random though. I think it's uh, um, they are they are part of the story. But he's always doing these weird things. Like hmm. it's very like there are the these ner- faceless nurses. Yeah, and there's like them. yeah, there's this one scene where he is like manhandling them in a very weird, almost it's almost suggestive, but not quite. It's like, what are you doing? Do I want to know what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Silent Hill, he is he is definitely one of the weirdest, creepiest, and he he carries around this long like a like this retardedly long machete that he drags along the ground yeah and he kind of like he'll swing it at you and, mm-hmm. and stuff and i'm just like oh it's just it's just a lot you know it's just is yeah. it i think he's a great character i mean it's one of the scary he's definitely scary it's like the first time um the first time I encountered him, and particularly in that scene when he's manhandling the mannequins or the the, the faceless nurses whatever it's like what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the heck? Okay. So, uh, Rin says, uh, has to be, uh, Mar- Maruki from Persona 5 Royale. Slight spoiler warning. Um, he's not a bad person 
or adult as the game writers or or adult as the game uh, writes all the other victims to be. He simply he simply just has been oh villains sorry uh, other villains to be. Let me start over again. Uh, he's not a bad person or adult as the as the game writes all other villains to be. He simply just has an opposing view on how the world should be, and you disagree. I mean, well, that's that's most good villains. Um, that's their kind of modus operandi. Um, I think the the best villains are the ones that have a their motive. Their motives aren't just ha ha ha. I must control the world. Ha ha. I have to destroy everything. Ha ha. No, like the best villains always have something else going on with them, you know, some kind of, you know, thing that they believed or an absolute truth that they believe to be right, you know, and and they want to do it for for the good of of humanity, the good of humankind, the good of their family, the good of someone that they love. So that's why people really love the tragic hero. Um and I've never played uh, Maruki. I never played, sorry, Persona Five Royale, so I'm not really sure. I know Kevin did, right? Kevin? I played Persona Five. I didn't play Royale because it's not considered canon, and that's the uh, only reason I didn't play it. Okay, all right. You know, so again, uh, definitely, if 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 you can find a character, whether it whether in you know any kind of fiction, that that is fully fleshed out. And has a reason, a real tangible reason that is re- relatable to the to the person that's you know receiving and 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 watching or, or playing the game, you know, in the story. Then um, that villain basically can stand out really well. Or you have a villain that uh, Scarfinger, an- another uh, another listener, shout out to Geeks Gone Raw Pod. Um, Scarfinger says, "Handsome Jack, just that's it." See, and Handsome Jack was just a complete and utter ass. So, <laughs> but that's his character, you know. He's 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 the 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 what is it? He's the the quintessential. No, 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 not that. He's like the he's that that yuppie evil you know person that is just evil because it's funny and and again with everything there's an exception and i think that's what handsome jack is handsome jack all he ever wanted to do was to be the most powerful person in the universe you know and it's hilarious because when you when you see what happened to him in tales from the borderland you get to see you know he was not that bad of a person when he started out um but he just became this absolute dick because of his because of the things that happened to him, you know, and, and the things that that he that basically drove him crazy. You know, I, I really think that Handsome Jack is just a crazy person and he became this super crazy narcissistic ass um, because when you just play Borderlands 2, he's just this ass in your ear that's just talking you to death but then when you start to get a little bit more of his backstory it starts to make sense and that's what i mean about giving characters uh more life um is really kind of cool so yeah handsome jack definitely uh, a fantastic villain it's like gavin newsom but evil 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A little political, but okay. Um, so our last our last uh, last person who responded uh, gave us feedback is uh, Blue Man Rule, who says uh, Virgil from all DMC games, specifically DMC three and DMC five. This is Devil May Cry series. And to tell you the truth, Blue Man Rule, I was very surprised that. Uh, that neither of these guys, especially uh, Kev, didn't bring him up in his villains because he's just like one of the OG, you know, fighting game villains for for a long, you know, for a long time. You well, know? he's not a fighting game villain. He's a sorry, he's sorry, sorry, action. action game villain. Sorry. I, yeah, I, I I look at those games and they and I look at the games and I look at those designs and like it's I'm not surprised. I am very surprised that they have not made a Devil May Cry fighting game. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, they have Marvel versus the Marvel versus Capcom three. Yeah, so and, and technically, Dante, so that, know, that counts. Dante and Virgil are in it. So, oh, um, oh boy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't choose Virgil because honestly, I mean, I thought Virgil was always cool, but I, I really never felt him like that. He just always kind of came across, kind of like the jealous younger brother oh you know and and i i i don't know it was weird because if you play the uh the dmc that was not made by capcom i I think he's a little bit better written up to the end of the game and at the end of the game i think they in my just my own personal opinion i don't i don't think they knew where to take him take the character uh growth wise and so they have it in like oh well uh i just won't take over the world you know mm. the humans need to be ruled so i you know it's like well that has been counter cult counter everything that you've done up until this time why the sudden change is just weird um but yeah uh i i mean he's a good villain i i got i got nothing against the character but i've i just really didn't think of him because he just he always just kind of came across as like you know dante gets all the shine so i'm just a hater oh wow (laughs) (laughs) oh Little brother. You know, yeah, it's like I think he's a little brother. He might be the older. I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. And I haven't finished De- Devil May Cry five yet uh, to my shame, which goes into goes into some some more depth in their relationship. But I, when when I everything just kind of points to the fact that, you know, daddy liked you best type mm. of deal. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, hey, that that makes total sense. That makes total sense to me. So, um, well, cool. So, so, uh, so that's pretty much it for for our our vessel line. Uh, want to thank the guys that uh that took the time to respond. Really appreciate it. Uh, to the next time when we're going to be having our um our main event, and we'll we'll talk. We'll have another question that the three of us are going to uh chop up. Uh, and dissect and hopefully you'll join us and you can be part of the conversation on our next vessel line so you know what follows the main event and the vessel line it's the jabroni game and news
All right, thank you, Des. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, welcome, sir. Of course. So, uh, news this week. Uh, first story on the docket is pretty much not a surprise to everyone, but 3DS and Wii U software online services is going to be ending in early April of 2024. So Nintendo mm-hmm. has announced. So they stated that the Pokemon Bank service will continue to function, but that may end at some point in the future on there. So basically this includes any new 3DS or Wii U software and uh, the online and other functionality is going to end on there. So and um you know if you still are rocking that nintendo badge arcade um you know uh they are going to obviously have a thing to where you're still able to use the badges on the home screen for the 3ds but uh, a lot of people were kind of like shedding the tear a bit uh, there's some players that have, are still playing both monster hunter 3 ultimate on the wii u and 3ds and then also Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on the 3DS that basically still want the ability to be able to play online with other players. I know that there was a segment of players kind of lamenting, in fact, because some content for Xenoblade Chronicles X won't be available after that server is shut down. So it's just, uh, you know, it is what it is on there. But I know a lot of people like, you know, asking if there's anything they could do in the community to help out and to see if they could uh, keep these servers up maybe on a, a hacked or um you know on an emulator of some sort you know maybe on a private server and kind of go from there but uh, yeah nintendo is pulling the plug on yeah. there any thoughts des yeah this is really kind of sad you know um but again like i've said in in other on other pods, um, this just means that they're going to either be remade or made available on the Switch. Um, I think a lot of these are going to happen. Uh, a lot of this is going to happen. So, um, so while I'm sad that that they the life cycle for these these games and these systems are are really kind of going the way of the dodo. Um, I do believe that these games will find a second life on the Switch and and the new Switch when it comes out. Um, so so while I'm sad about it, um, I understand it, and I know that some of these are not going to uh, not going to go quietly into that good night, so to speak. So um, I, I I do think that are they gonna do like they did the last time when what was it? I can't remember what the last one that left. Um, I think it was the advanced. Um, are they going to be any, is there going to be any discounts? That's what I want to know. Like, are they going to, well, the stores for 3ds and Wii already went down in February. So these are just the online servers for functionality for games. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So again, I, that's what I thought. I was like, when I saw this, I was like, huh, but yeah, again, like I said before, these are going to, these are going to, uh, find new life on the switch. Um, and it's going to be part of the switches, uh their online online capability so again well, uh, just give it some time and i think that, i think that it will definitely show up again i'm thinking piracy is just going to be the way to go i think the only game that probably maybe make a reappearance I'll, hopefully they don't remake every pokemon game like x and y for the switch i think that'd be too uh too much but uh oh they probably will because there's because there's gold in them their heels there's yeah. gold in them their pokemons 
so they're gonna definitely do that. Why would they? Yeah, but Xenoblade Chronicles X. I mean, I've been slow rolling that game for years. I've had that game for almost like uh, you know whenever it came out in 2013, 2014, and I still hadn't played it. And so it's like you know, uh, I still have my Wii U connected to play that game. So maybe that will be the impetus for me to fire that bad boy up and actually give it give it a roll while some of the servers are up and that kind of thing. So on there is there anything that you're gonna miss uh, kev i know you already sold the ship on 3ds already so yeah not really um i i my i really didn't get as much joy out of the 3ds lineup as most everybody else did it the, the titles just didn't hit hit that same way for me so yeah um uh, street pass will still be so people that want to like do some old school street pass at like a PAX or something, uh, they sh- will still be able to do street pass. So that functionality will not be taken out because that's with the near communication versus uh, online on there. So, but uh, they also stated that you it will still be able to po- be able to download update data and re-download purchase software on the eShop. So this does not prevent you from having the, like say if you bought like a bunch of titles for 3DS or Wii U, you still can download them. It's just the point that the online servers for any multiplayer games won't be available. So if you want to play that hot devil's third, um, you know, online multiplayer, guess what? Uh, you're just going to be uh, shit out of luck. So sorry. <laughs> so all you Itagaki stands out there that want to play some uh, more devil's third online too bad. So mm-hmm. sad. Mm. Go sell, sell your game because uh, Devil's Third is like about a four or five hundred dollar game. So, and you know, it, it, really, when it came out, it should have been called Devil's Turd because it was just that bad. <laughs> wow, <so. really? laughs> yeah, but mm. I bought it just that just to say I, I had it, and I wish I'd kept it sealed because I never played it, and uh, it's worth that much money now. So I, I I I could go sell it and then have to pay taxes on it. Boo. But, you know, hey. So also in news this week, um, someone caught a LinkedIn uh, profile of a Naughty Dog developer. And on his particular LinkedIn profile, he had listed The Last of Us 2 Remastered as a, a title that he had worked on or has worked on. So. So, according to his LinkedIn profile, he was responsible for overseeing the production of all outsourced environment, art, assets, weapons, and interactive props. That includes both The uh, Last of Us Part 1 and Last of Us 2 Remastered. So, and obviously, he scrubbed his uh, LinkedIn profile. Did <laughs> that on purpose? Yeah. And maybe, you know, because he's out and about, you know, probably looking for work or whatnot, you know. Yeah. So, but... He probably did that on purpose, and then someone called him and was like, hey! And he's like, ah, damn it. Yeah. You know, but people got to people got to get paid, you know, <laughs> for sure. So, you know, is there any uh, hesitance? Because, you know, Last of Us 2 itself, I mean, it, on the PS5, it runs at 60 frames. I mean, it's it's a it runs good. It doesn't so, need a remaster. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't mean, think it does. It just seems I don't very think silly. so either. And unless they're bringing some other story elements to the or game, or doing something with the multiplayer or something. The multiplayer is rumored right now. There was a rumor which I don't have in the news, but it was referenced per yeah. Kotaku that it's supposed to be on ice, meaning that they've kind of stopped development on it, but they haven't canceled. Oh. So 
maybe this is something that they're going to use to to entice people to buy a Last of Us 2 remaster, which, again, I don't think I think you would. I personally think you would need something like that in order to uh, entice the the listener or the 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 the, the player base, because like they just bought this game not too long ago. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. This doesn't just it doesn't it doesn't work for me so so hey if you want it and you want it to look the super the greatest and you don't have a pc go for it knock yourselves out i don't i'm it's not for me though how about you kev yeah i'm i'm i don't need it and this is kind of like one of the things that uh, i feel that i've kind of worried about the top developers under the PlayStation umbrellas that they're going to be turning into, in this case, Last of Us factories. You know, the remaster, and then in another year they're going to do the remake, and then you're going to get Last of Us 3. And it's like, I, I really want to see what, what other things you guys can do and I get it. They probably feel that they want to strike while the iron is hot because the Last of Us TV show is doing very well. And uh, so they've got this cross-media promotion thing going on. But at the same time, I I want to see what else you guys can come up with uh, beyond the Last of Us universe. So I, I won't be buying it. If I buy it, maybe on a deep discount or, you know, hopefully it shows up on PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium at some point. So I still need to play the first game and I uh, bought part one. And so I'm going to definitely play that version of the game. But I think that was justified with the remaster, especially um, being that, you know, probably it plays a lot better on a PlayStation 5. So, all right. And then other news. um Mojang announced that uh, with the latest patch for Minecraft Dungeons is that it is not going to receive any subsequent updates on there. So, and uh, it's received its last update on that. So that's sad. Yeah. And they commented though, that the, the game basically has supported up, to 25 million players that uh, it was successful i mean i kind of felt uh, when we played it off and on for a bit that i enjoyed it quite a bit so yeah but uh, they said that the servers are still going to be up it's just that they're not going to subsequently update the game so so that they basically said that they have moved on to new project that continue to explore experiences in the minecraft universe so there's no new features or content updates planned, but they do intend to continue bringing out new experiences to the Minecraft universe on there. So you know, maybe it's a point that just wanted to get it off PlayStation, but <laughs> far be it for me to say that. I don't think they, you know, they're all about, you know, putting uh, at least Minecraft on all devices. So we'll have to see, but yeah, it's uh yeah. Pour one out. That's sad. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I think with the I think they support the game well. And, you know, I might pour one out by going and playing the damn game. So, yeah, we back played, into we the game quite a bit, I, actually. Yeah, I just we haven't gotten into the expansions. That's one thing I want to kind of dig into. So, yeah, I'm down for it. Good deal. Good deal. All right. And then other news. There's news for a game coming out on PlayStation Plus Extra uh, day one. Uh, the game Teardown 
is going to be released for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S on November 15th. But the game will also be available as PlayStation Plus Game Catalog Day 1 on there. This is from developer Tuxedo Labs on here. So you might remember this game. This was like a game that they showed at a Keeley Fest. I think it was like a uh, either Summer Games Fest or uh, Gamescom thing where it's kind of looked Minecrafty a bit, but it had a lot of like um, destruction of like um, like buildings and uh, you know it looks like that uh, you were doing as part of a uh, driving. There's like you're planning the perfect bank heist on here, so. So you're able huh. to te- um, basically tear down walls with explosives or vehicles to create shortcuts. You're able to stack objects, build structures, or use floating objects to your advantage. You're supposed to take your time to create an efficient path through the level, plan a heist, and be ready to execute it. So, so they will, will be releasing this game day and date on PlayStation Plus Extra. So, and uh, you know uh, they also have. You know, obviously, new missions, maps, vehicles, and other content. So they're having a season pass. So that's probably where they're trying to get their money. You figure you get you get the game out to everyone on PlayStation Plus, get them to play it, and if you got people buying the season pass, that's where you're gonna make your uh, your money with the drip feed content, if need be. So sounds good. I mean, I probably won't be playing it, but you know, to those folks out there that you know. I think that it looks great and they're going to do it. Fantastic. That's However, been kind of been hit and miss with the PlayStation plus extra games. I mean, stuff like stray has been awesome and other games of that, you know, yeah. Chia has been well, good, but uh, I was you know. ready to say, that's what I was going to say. It's like, even though that, even though it's on uh PS plus extra, you know, part of me is kind of like, well, you know, I might, maybe I will, you know, ch- check it out because I have it. So, you know, why not? So, but we'll see. Yeah, the, yeah, we'll see. I don't think this is a game you'd be interested in, right, Kev? No, it it, it really didn't do anything for me. At least the trailer, yeah. So, we'll have to see. But uh, well, at least they'll be available for uh, PlayStation owners, at least. So, And then in Xbox news this past week, Microsoft is reportedly expecting to finalize its acquisition of Activision Blizzard next week. So they're all basically waiting for an imminent decision from the UK regular, all that's left before the deal can be done. So it's going to happen next week. It's uh, Friday, October 13th. So Friday the 13th is going to be the potential closing date for the deal. So... (laughs) So, you know, mm. I don't know if Jason's going to pop up or, you know. Keely going to pop up. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, they basically, like we talked about in previous shows, they sold the uh, cloud rights over to Ubisoft for Activision titles. And so they are able to release Call of Duty titles in, in the cloud on the Ubisoft service, Ubi Connect on there, so. Ubi Play, whatever they're talking about. So, so they basically used Ubisoft as their kind of like you know gopher to parse off the cloud rights of Call of Duty and other Activision titles to kind of you know get the deal done on here. I believe I saw something that the FT Federal Trade Commission still looking to possibly put up a fight, but uh, you know, I, I say let that ship sail. I don't know about you mm-hmm. guys, but yeah. 
No, I, I mean, I think uh, it's done. You know, it, it's done, right? There's, there's nothing more to do. Like Ferris said, it's over. Go home. You know, it's done. You're still here? Go away. Well, hopefully they could fix Diablo 4 possibly too. So, you know, a lot of people have been squawking about Diablo 4 just uh, going down in the crapper. So, they're, they're, they're not worried about that. They're, they are not worried about Diablo 4 at all. I think enough people play it that, that they're going to continue on um, and, and stay the course. If anything, they might fix it in a couple of patches you know, or a couple of seasons, but, but no, I don't, I really don't think that they are all that worried about it. And it's just part of it, I think is arrogance. And the other part of it is just, they're just like, well, you know, this is what we got and this is what we're going to do. And it's very much a, let's just stay the course kind of situation. That's, that's my thought about the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's about how the- they are. Diablo 4 right now, the current season, season of the Malignant, is coming to an end uh, pretty soon on here. It's going to be sometime in October, but your seasonal character that you created is going over to the Eternal Realm, so and you're not, you will be able to go ahead and uh, recover the items that you ran through in the season on here. So items will be found in your stash under a new withdraw only stash tab uh, on there. So you can withdraw your items that you earned through the season playthrough. I kind of dropped out of Diablo 4 during season one, and I kind of just wasn't grabbing me anymore. Nope. Not like uh, like Division. Yeah, I guess Division has become my Diablo because there's a lot more loot, too. Officer Joe, feeling it. (laughs) Taking down them perps. Come on. Yep. So. Officer Joe and his partner, Officer John BT, out there patrolling, saving Washington. Car 54, where are <laughs> you? It's like Dragnet. <laughs> so we'll have to see about the Activision and Blizzard and the Xbox, you know, once the acquisition is done as far as what they're going to transition to and see what happens then from there you know i'm very interested to see what's going to happen when the dust settles like seriously i am very interested to see you know what changes are going to happen if anything um i don't i really hate to say it y'all and i really want to i really want to be proved wrong but i really believe that this is just you know gonna be it's gonna be um uh business as usual you know, and they're just setting up structures for for uh, better uh, offerings for their online their online services. So, you know, that's for their for, for Game Pass and all their stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. And for Games Pass, though, this October, there's some games that are dropping. So maybe something that Kev could get use out of his Game Pass subscription while he still has it active. So. Uh, are you going to be checking out for Forza Motorsport on uh, Xbox? Sorry, I know you're not a sim guy, but uh, no, I don't do sim. I don't right. do sim, and and that from what I'm seeing online, it's a buggy mess. Cars are literally falling from the sky. Uh, cars are are uh, merging into the track itself, disappearing flying around it's 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 not it's not redfall level disaster but 
I think it just shows that the focus is Game Pass instead of quality. And again, I wasn't going to buy it anyway or play it anyway because I'm not a Sin Racer guy. But it's just a damn shame that, you know, at one time, you know, Forza Motorsport stood, you know, side by side with uh, uh, Gran Turismo. uh, And it just looks like this one. I mean, hell, man, I've seen comparisons between Drive Club in this game. Mm-hmm. And Drive Club just looks infinitely better than yeah, that's, Motorsport. Digital Foundry has a video um, that is forthcoming about Drive Club because they are running it on a hacked PlayStation 5 that uh, they basically have unlocked the frame rate on Drive Club and it looks like kind of crazy. You know, between Bloodborne looking crazy at 60 frames and Drive Club looking really good at 60 frames on a hacked PlayStation 5. I, I kind of wish Sony would get their uh, back compat, you know, in order and maybe uh, throw out some of the support. That way you don't have to resort to hacking your system to be able to play these games, you know, unlocked if need be. So, But yeah, other games on Games Pass this October. Um, obviously, they just had Gotham Knights that dropped. Um, there's a tactical strategy game called Lamplighter League that kind of gave me some Strange Brigade vibes a little bit on there that came out last week. I know, Des, you're kind of interested in that one too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's the the story and whatnot are are kind of like that pulpy you know type of thing um but it's a tactical rpg like xcom so yeah but that's fine like i i really enjoy those types of games as well so i actually was thinking about about taking uh trying that out um so yeah that's actually one that i was like oh my ears perked up when i heard that that well, my eyes perked up, I guess, when I, when I saw that it was there. Yeah, uh, Warhammer 40K Darktide finally has dropped for uh, Series X and S, so that came out October 4th. So that might be a potential game night kind of game, you know, maybe if you're interested in firing that up, Des, and see how that went. Or, you know, I know you're a big fan of Vermintide, Vermintide 2, so. Yeah. If they fixed it, we can definitely try it. They have finally got the console version out, so. And then uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, uh, which is the samurai-esque uh, version, second game in the uh, Yakuza series, <laughs> on there is going to be out on October 17th on there. So so there are some games that are leaving Games Pass, uh, nothing of note, maybe just the Legend of Tian, Tian Ding on there, which I think you own, right, Des? Yeah, I own it for the uh, Switch. Switch, yeah. So that's, that's kind of a cool game, so. But everything else, Trek the Yomi, uh, Turnip Boy commits tax evasions, more uh, Game Pass stuff on there. So, so we'll have to see what else uh, Microsoft brings to the table throughout the rest of the you know year for Games Pass. We'll see what happens. I mean, you now Forza was their big main hitter, and I don't think we have anything crucial from Microsoft Game Studios coming. Uh, or Turnip Boy's kind of funny. Well, Turnip Boy's kind of fun. I mean, it's a it's an indie game. I also have that for the uh, for the Switch. Um, right so, I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, Link's Awakening. It's one of those top down kind of like run around stuff. It's just a very silly game about turnips and vegetables and like <laughs> there you root, go. root veggies. So there you go. So I guess if, if you want to play it on games fast, you better do it because it's going to be leaving in a week. So yeah, not uh, worried about or, it. Or you could go buy it, buy it. 
they could do that too. Yes, of course. And that's all the gaming news for this week, gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Then. All right. Thank you so. Thank you for that, Jabroni Chief. Game nights take place every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's the day we set day of the week we set aside to to interact and play games with our community. And uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit this time. Um, coming up on the 19th, Thursday, October 19th, the designated game of the week is going to be Dragon's Crown Pro, which is a PlayStation Plus premium offering for this month. So. For those of those of uh, members in our community who are uh, PlayStation Plus uh, premium members, uh, we're going to be playing that game. And uh, I am a huge fan of Dragon's Crown. It was one of my favorite games on the Vita, which is where I played it. Did the crossover bit with the PlayStation 3. It's a, it's a really fun, really fun 2D beat 'em up uh, with RPG elements. Uh, I think it was it Vanillaware that puts that game out? I think. Yeah, it was Vanillaware uh, Atlas. Yeah, basically. Atlas Vanilla. Yeah, so fantastic game. Uh, but you might be asking, well, how do I become a part of that? Well, that's really easy. You just head on over to the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X X X X, <laughs> and you're going to go to at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. You're going to click the link to our Discord community and you're in. So there's no waiting list. There's no Patreon to sub- tier list to subscribe to or anything like that. No merch to buy, at least not yet. But <laughs> but um, you just click the link and you're in. All we ask is that you be a good person who enjoys talking about video games and I think you'll have a lot of fun in our little growing community that we have going on over there. We got daily news, purchases, you know, gaming progress updates. You know, we have the rolling credits section, which is always fun to see uh, the games that uh, folks are completing. It's just a really cool community to hang out in. And it's uh, no toxicity, which is something that is uh, hard to find in much larger social media platforms out there so if any of that sounds good to you i would highly encourage you to join us at our friendly little uh neighborhood discord community at gaming vessels so with that said um also want to thank our particular participants in our vessel line this week uh, special shout outs and kudos go out to crucial chase ren scarfinger and blue man rule we appreciate the feedback appreciate the interaction and help make this episode just a little bit more interesting and as always as was previously mentioned you members of our community you can also hit us up on twitter uh can be a part of our weekly vessel lines and uh questions of the week discussions so with that said that's going to bring episode 224 to a close for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shona71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And we'll be back next time, episode 225 for your ears. Remember, folks, no show next week. So we'll be recording 225 the week following. 
Peace.